it's that time again. It's episode six of the Coast Great Podcast. I am Tom. And I'm Matt. Coming up today, we're doing five new stories in five minutes. It's five and five. Uh, and we're going to be talking about the um, conception of uh, Box Zero, which is our first subscription box um, service that we launched. And we're going to talk about ourselves some more. We've got some amazing new merch on sale now and some new designs in the pipeline. We want to share all the details with you. Very excited about the new merch. And on top of that, Matt, I've prepared a quiz for you this week. I, I don't think it's going to be as funny oh. as last week's, but I, I think you'll like Actually, it. Do you know what? That's what, we sh- that's what we should do. We should just do a, a, a thing for each other each week. Yeah, we should do <laughs> just a random feature at the boat. Well, that, that sounds great. I've prepared just something random. <laughs> I've prepared a competition, uh, I've prepared a quiz for you this week, and I'll tell you what, we'll be adding another prize to our amazing competition hall of merch. So, yeah. Mega prize. Mega prize for a mega episode, it's episode six. I think people, so we've had quite a few entries, by the way, to the competition now. It's really hotting up. A couple of people in the entries, Matt, have actually got our voices confused because a couple of the questions relate to what we've said in previous episodes. So uh, so me, kind of the softly spoken voice hasn't quite broken just yet. I'm Tom, and this, this deep, gravelly, kind of more masculine. The podcast voice. The podcast. You could do movie traders, couldn't you? The voice you, of Coaster Crate. <laughs> I, I think I probably could do movie traders actually if I really, you know, really tried it. Well, go on, do, do a little try now. Just to, like tell us oh, yeah, what's coming this no, you're year. You put me on the spot now, aren't you? <laughs> no, you put me on the spot. There's agents listening. Maybe another time. Okay, another time. Well, okay. I'm, I'm in day with work at the moment, so. Fair enough, fair enough. Hashtag Matt's voiceover audition, guys. Let's get it trending. Um, but anyway, well, you can talk at length anyway because you've got some new stories for me, haven't you? I do have five news stories, which I will be telling you in five minutes. Oh, that, that's a great format idea, Matt. We should have done this earlier. I agree. I totally agree with you there. Cool, okay. Well, um, I'm just getting my timer ready, because we, we never actually had the timer ready when we started this feature. No, we should have like a uh, pop-up, shouldn't we, on our computer that asks, you know, is your timer ready before you start recording? Well, we should, we should just, uh, we should just um, prepare properly before each, each podcast. I suppose that would... That would help. Could do, but Bake Off was on, so, you know. Mm, yeah, Bake Off was on. Do it, yeah. yeah. Sorry, but oh, well. more things. Okay, all right. Time again in three, two, one. So the first news story today is that the tra- a trademark leak uh, revealed that the name for SWA is, or possibly is, Wicker Man. Ooh, so, so just like we all knew months ago. How exciting. I mean, it's good to yeah. have it. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's good to have it confirmed, but of course, it's still not officially confirmed. The it's fact not that, officially confirmed, but it, it, I mean, the logo that has been uploaded is in the same vein as all the other creative that we've seen. Exactly. It's, um, it's 99.9% uh, confirmed now, effectively. Um, mm-hmm. I've not seen film The Wicker Man. I, I definitely want to see it. I, I kind of like all that kind of more, you know, 70s classic horror sort of thing. I'll be interested to see how, you know, more modern audiences connect with it, how the story of, of the film or, or, you know, connected to it's going to be told in the ride. That, that's going to be really interesting but, um, I think my well, taking of it is that it's not directly related to the film or any Wicker Man IP, and it's just um, a vague theme, I think. Okay. 
But, that, but then, yeah, I mean, the question is why why pay for the IP then? Which, assuming you know, they're, they're going to have to. Have, well, I don't think they have. have. Really? I, th- I think they've, they've completely, you know, it's not an IP. I think this is an original thing that they've, they've done. By the way, if you own the rights to the film The Wicker Man, then send your letter down to Merlin's <laughs> legal department. You should probably contact the Merlin legal yeah. team. Yeah. I think they're actually based in, in Chessington or, or the head office in Pool. We'll, we'll, you know, just Google we'll the online, yeah. Um, but we'll, wow, okay. On anyway, that, we've run over on that yeah, one. On, yeah, on that revelation, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so uh, second news story. Um, Halloween Horror Nights Maze uh, released just to... Um, it's going to be the latest one to be released. Sorry, is the Horrors of Blumhouse, which is going to be a mashup maze featuring Insidious, Sinister, and The Purge uh, in Orlando, and in Hollywood it will be um, Insidious, Sinister, and Happy Death Day. Now, I must admit, I've not the most recent kind of horror films I've seen have been the Saw franchise, which I'm excited is there's a maze on in Orlando. Um, you're quite excited though, for so just tell me what am I missing? I've, I, I know of the kind of the the storyline of of the Purge movies. I don't really know too much about the the other two though. So what can I kind of look forward to? Um, well, Insidious is on its like fourth film. Oh wow! Now, I think then the fifth one's coming out. Uh, and the idea of them is that um, each film kind of focuses on um, uh, what they call parapsychologists or ghost hunters, I suppose is the proper word. Um, and they, there's there's kind of like a haunting in each one and they kind of go and investigate it and see what's going on. It's, it's not a complex plot at all. Oh, what? Oh, I was expecting kind of War and Peace or something, but um, I must admit, from the teaser video, I'm, I'm trying to remember quite what I've got myself in for for going to Horror <laughs> Some of these mazes look really, really scary. It's um, it's going to be fun. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to man up slash drink lots of alcohol before I go in these and just just go for it without getting I'm violent sure in it and just start swinging around <laughs> all the actors. Do not touch the scare actors, please. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I, 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 I'm excited, and it seems, you know, you obviously know more about these films than I do. I think you, you've you been really excited to see this. So, um, yeah, hopefully it'll be good. Yeah, night. definitely. Yeah, that was the main main announcement that I wanted. Um, to be fair, we already knew it because, again, a bit like SW8, there's a, a trademark leak um, with the <laughs> title of the maze. So... <laughs> You know, guys, uh, stop, three, stop going to parks and, you know, doing construction things and stuff like that. Just search trademark databases all day. You'll learn a lot yeah, more. Right, yeah, Definitely. Uh, so, number three, Slinky Dog Coaster Trains have arrived at Hollywood Studios in uh, Florida. I'm. So, this does this mean that Already? it might be soft opening for when we go in two weeks' time? Come on. Mm. I think we're there two weeks today. I think we're there two weeks today. Two weeks right now. Will be at well, Hollywood Studios. It will be testing, I'm sure. It must be right. Why would they? Why would they? Oh, this is what I don't really understand. They've got this coaster and the train's already there and it's kind of finished. Sure, what, what, it's just going to be sitting there for like a half a year. So I've seen so the construction photos. I've seen some really good aerial shots on online. So they're just so you know, the track is all in as they've confirmed. Um, they're kind of erecting large theming pieces now in the area and you know kind of doing. Um, all the landscaping and still quite a bit of building construction. But, um, I mean, if it's a launch coaster, presumably there's quite a few, you know, electronics and, you know, hydraulics and systems to put in as well. You know, you can't just turn on and on off it goes. But if the trains already arrive, it's, it seems like really prepared in advance. Between them and SWA on Towers, which is already having like, the queue line paved at the moment, it seems like, you know, well, 2018 exactly, yeah. coasters, they're really on top of it. Unlike Icon at Pleasure Beach, yeah, it which seems uh, that way, doesn't nothing's it? happened on yet. Yeah. 
Yeah, and Smiler. <laughs> when that was built. Smiler still isn't open, it's still under construction. <laughs> yeah. Okay, number four. Um, again, at Hollywood Studios, um, there was a survey that was sent uh, to a bunch of guests, I believe, uh, that, and some of the content of it was leaked. I'm not sure if it was supposed to be uh, confidential or not, but it's got leaked anyway. And it's um, suggesting new names uh, uh, for Hollywood Studios. So uh, one of them is Disney Universe Park. Disney uh, yeah, there's Park Disney Hype. Sorry? Yeah, sorry, go on, yeah. Oh, the other's Disney Hyperia Park. No. Uh, Disney Beyond Park. That's too Disney abstract. Disney Magic Park. I mean, that works. There's a channel and Disney that. Legends Park. Ooh, Legends are nice thing. I think you're forgetting the most uh, hilarious one that I saw on the list. Disney Kaleidoscope Park. <laughs> was that on there? It was on like an article that I read. Or maybe I, was, I just dreamt it afterwards because um, that would be true. <laughs> I definitely hilarious. didn't see that. I think maybe it was in there as like an intentional like joke one or just to see if people just clicking through these surveys without reading the question. What about Disney's Hollywood Adventure though? I thought that was pretty much the de facto agreed name and it's like, I, I'd go for that. It makes sense. Because it's got obviously Hollywood. Yeah, I think that's way better. I think all of these... Oh no, you're right. Sorry, Kaleidoscope Park was on there. Yes. Um, I think all of these are awful. Yeah. Kaleidoscope sounds stupid. Storyverse sounds doesn't even make sense. Hollywood Hyperia Adventure works odd. so well. I mean, half the lands in yeah, there, including the new um, Grand Avenue, will be themed to Los Angeles and, and Hollywood, so that makes sense. The, the, the park still has a connection to that side, but instead of large studio buildings anymore, it's got you know these immersive-themed uh, lands of Toy Story and, uh, and Star Wars, of course. So and to make it an adventure based around those IPs... Makes per makes perfect sense, and it means you don't have to change that much on the signs. You know, it's it's kind of a, um, you know, if you tell people who haven't got wind of the name change, you know, a Hollywood adventure, that they'll know it's you know Hollywood Studios. They'll click for people. Disney's Kaleidoscope Park. If you know <laughs> guests aren't who have the name change, they're going, what the hell's that? Where are we going? Unless they make some, some like, like this, this is a list. I kind of feel like this is a list of, of names that they would choose for like a downtown Disney style park in like Japan or something. Yeah. It, it, Do you know what I mean? Some of them are too abstract. I think to definitely work in not, English language, yeah. it does, it, it, I, I can't connect with, what was it? Disney's Beyond Park, something like that. Or Hyperia as well. Like what? Yeah. It's going to be hard. <laughs> I mean, well, none of them are great, but yeah, whatever. Anyway, so that's that. Could, could any we license out our name? To like, would we? Would we? Disney Coaster Great Park. Disney Coaster Great Park. It's got two coasters in it, Matt, with a Snoopy Dog coaster and a rock and roll coaster. And I could use my influence to safeguard the Muppets. Hashtag Muppets reference. So yeah, I should have. I don't think that. anyone would care about that, to be honest. <laughs> okay, fifteen years. And finally, number five, uh, Motion Gate in Dubai is set to open a Lions Gate themed area, uh, which is going to include Hunger Games attractions. Uh, including the Capital Bullet Train Coaster and the Pan Am Aerial Tour. Oh, that sounds good. I was in Dubai earlier this year, hashtag brag, um, but I didn't go to any of the theme parks. I think Legoland and the... Um, and the, the um, oh, it's my, which one's Motion Gate Dubai? Is it the giant indoor one with a Marvel area, or is it like... Have they opened an outdoor one? They've opened like an outdoor movie-based park as well. It might be like a Paramount um, one. It's next yeah, to the Legoland. Yeah, I did read something about I think Motion Yeah, I did read something about the Marvel thing. Um, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, that sounds that sounds really exciting. Yeah, um, it doesn't look like a great park though. I mean, they, I looked at some POVs on YouTube of some of the rides, and they don't look that great. They're all like completely style of substance. I think the reason why I chose not to go when I was there is, yeah, I like saw a few POVs because you read about the IPs they've got, and you know, Marvel and stuff like that, and you start instantly think of you know the Florida kind of Marvel attraction. Like, oh yeah, great, I'd love to do those. And but then you realise what they've actually done with the IPs, and it's like you know they've just they've got half decent rides and just you know slap the brand on it and maybe that's the case again it's a shame because you hear you know these great ips and these great sounding rides and you 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 expect kind of the disney or the universal magic on them but no it seems like one of those kind of cheaper licensing ones where you know you'll just you'll buy buy the logo to slap on it really oh well yeah in theory it all looks great but i mean from what i've seen it's it's a bit meh but anyway, we'll see what happens with the uh, with the Lionsgate stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it'd be nice to get a... The Panamarial uh, Tour is going to be a motion simulator, and the uh, okay. obviously the Capital Bullet Train is going to be a... Um, but it looks like a launched coaster, I think. Makes good sense. Um, yeah. yeah, a launched coaster, yeah. I see Lionsgate license some properties, actually. I mean, obviously, they, they own Saw, which has been in Fort Park. So, yeah, there's some good, good IP there. So that's it. And how do we lift time? That's a lot. Um, uh, ten minutes. So yeah, not great. Really? Jesus, yeah. it went so quickly. It didn't feel like ten minutes. Oh my god, that was terrible. I yeah. kept some order in it last I week. I think the whole thing over. about this feature now is that we're never going to actually get a, a five-minute well, well, segment. Matthew, when I did last week, and there were three of us chatting last week, we had to like more or less skip the last two, but we did it in like five minutes forty. I'll be honest, I was a bit lax at the time. I I keep a decorum of of astute. (laughs) I'll tell you what, we'll let you off though. You have designed some amazing t shirts over the past week, but before we go on to that. It's, it's, it's my pleasure because you know you keep my uh, you keep my electricity bill you know ticking over so thank you very much. Um, before we move on to the new uh, merch, let's take a trip down memory lane. Put you on your hard-soled walking shoes, Matt, and let's have a little talk about how it all began for us at Coast Great with Box Zero. Ooh, back in time. So September is Coaster Crates, what we're going to call quite grandly, anniversary month. Coaster Crates started in September 2016. I can't believe it's been a year. I honestly can't. It's been insane. So if you check the date of our domain name registration, coastcrate.uk, and the date of our first tweet, um, they were both uh, done on the 10th of September 2016. So, and obviously we're going to be in Florida for two weeks of September 2017. So we're we're doing kind of a couple of special things over over this month um, to kind of just celebrate that. I think it's really cool that we've reached. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's testament to kind of the, the idea that you had. Um, so the most the most exciting thing is for the actual day, the 10th of September. We're actually and we did, we didn't plan it this way on purpose. It just fell that way. It's our first full day in Florida. We're going to be at the Magic Kingdom. How cool is that? That is quite cool, actually. Yeah, that's it's really so cool. Amazing. I mean, yeah, the fact that we didn't even plan it like that. Really, really cool. Um, uh, unfortunately, though, I think Disney misplaced my memo about late opening 
uh, and a special kind of um, happily ever after display dedicated to us because instead they've chosen to close Magic Kingdom at 7pm that day and put on a, an overpriced Halloween party instead but you, you know you can't win them all can't win them all well you know you never know Tom maybe there'll be a couple of surprises that I've wangled that you don't know about oh my God, I'm so I'm so genuinely excited <laughs> there's no there's really not don't get your hopes up you, I know you're going to make me genuinely dis- I'm going to be crying leaving that park <laughs> Yeah, you probably will. On the temp. But to celebrate, um, we'll come on to in a bit. We've got some anniversary merchandise in our shop. We're going to have a bit of extra blog content as well, looking back over the history of Coast Great. And we're going to start. Oh, what's that bit? So, what I'm sorry, we're not talking about Florida. Oh, no. Um, I, I was going to say, are you going to write all still, this? Still, I'm still on Florida. Yeah, we're doing loads of blog content. Um, there'll be lots of content on Florida. There'll be a bit of content on our history as well, unless Matt wants to write some, in which case there can be more. I'll do a bit. Uh, uh, you stick to, det- you stick oh, to maybe I'll write like a poem about it or something. Yes, do a little haiku because they're really, really short and easy to yeah. write. Um, and we can put that on the teeth. <laughs> haiku teacher. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, we'll do a couple of things to look back over the past year. And so we thought that uh, we'd take a bit of time to discuss how Coaster Crate all began and Box Zero. So if you're new to Coaster Crate, um, of course, right now we're a uh, shop online that sells limited edition theme park merchandise. We design it, or Matt amazingly designs it. Um, You know, we we get them made up really, really nice. Um, They're all limited edition, you know, so you kind of own... um, you know something quite limited and exclusive and rare and yeah it's it's we think it's really really cool um it didn't start off like that though the original um coaster crate kind of plan was a monthly theme park subscription box which was um, a really popular idea lots of people um loved it the only issue was running a, a monthly theme park subscription box takes up a hell of a lot of a lot of time and effort as it does well take up a lot and, of time, um, yeah. and actually costs a lot more than you think so we couldn't kind of continue that for as long as uh, as long as we would have liked but so we just do the individual items now but so anyway so you came up with this idea in september last year matt and you got me on board um, and what we're going to do now is we're going to play a little clip from a podcast bonus we did a couple of weeks ago um, that explains a bit about that. I, I, I don't actually remember what um, caused me to think about doing a kind of subscription box thing. We, we'd always wanted to kind of have had a, have a community. Um, it never really had to make money as such. We just, well, well I mean, obviously it had to make, make it worth our while doing it. But we, uh, the reason the Coast Crate started isn't because we wanted to, you know, get rich from it. It wasn't, it wasn't ever that. It was, it was just kind of, I don't know, giving back to the community sounds like the wrong thing to say because it's not quite right. But um, can you think of a better term? Um, I think, Really I think we just wanted to people. create something that, engage yeah, that we would be interested in, yeah, we were interested in, and that we could, because uh, you know, there was always we were always hoping that there would be a podcast, and you know, there'd be social, and you know, all the content that we do, and um, all that kind of stuff would come off the sides of off the back of that, which it did. 
So there's just a little clip there of um, how Coast to Quick came together. If you want to listen to the full discussion of that, it goes on for about 15 minutes or so, um, then you can listen to it on our website. If you're a Coast to Quick Club Bronze and Above member, so if you ever bought anything from Coast to Quick, you'll probably be one, you can access that free. So just log on to the website, have a look all there for details. Coast to Quick Club. bless me. It's okay. Um, so that's kind of a little look at kind of the idea of Coast Great and how it came together and we came together to do it. But so um, what we decided to do was to test out the waters before we did a proper subscription service and to do a, a preview box almost called Box Zero. So yeah, just um, talk a bit about that, Matt. Yeah, so um, as, as Tom said, we didn't just want to rush out there and, and start doing it. We, I mean... The idea was obviously to always do it monthly, but to begin with, we just wanted to put one box out there that was a standalone box. You could subscribe, or you weren't subscribing, you were just buying the box because um, we didn't want to get people sucked into a subscription if it didn't work and, you know, if people weren't happy with it and all that kind of stuff. So we just set it up as a one, one-off uh, cost that you would just um, buy. And um, we limited the quantity as well, didn't we? We decided quite early on that... You know, we, we were new to, you know, all this getting, you know, all the merchandise, you know, ordered on bulk and, and you know, sending out lots of parcels. We decided we, we were at the right at the start, we were going to cap it at 50. So only 50 people could order. We were going to do it at £25 each um, and just just confine it and limit it, weren't we, to this one thing? Yeah, I think it's really important that we capped it like that. Um, I don't think we could have, honestly, um, you know, it grew in subsequent months and it was good that we had that experience with just 50 to actually figure out how it all worked. I mean, we, we easily could have sold more as well, but mm. we, we purposely decided that we, we didn't want to. One, because we'd only just started this and we didn't want to be overwhelmed with it, even though we were overwhelmed with it anyway. We didn't want to be more <laughs> overwhelmed than we already were. Um Secondly, we obviously we're working with um, other parks, other suppliers, um, and obviously we didn't want to have to buy a huge amount of stock for our first first because we you know we're just getting off the ground. We're, we're limited in in funds and all this kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, that's that's why we chose to limit it. And so um, we we kind of planned all this out. You know, we kind of did a few sums, make sure it could it could feasibly work. But we we were kind of jumping into an unknown. Really? Now you did a lot of amazing work mm, um, on social media and, and you know with a blog and kind of competition and all that to build up interest in in Coaster Crate as we were planning Box Zero before the pre-orders opened um, and we got lots of interest. Clearly, it was an idea that people really really liked and we you know we did a few polls and surveys to understand you know what people would want and how much they would pay. But when when I we think opened... that's important actually to talk about the fact that we did all those polls and surveys because. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously this is going beyond box zero but um, we we wanted to put stuff out that people wanted we didn't a lot of people would th- would thought we were going to do kind of like um, what is it a bait and switch so we'd have a, an amazing first box everyone would be hooked <laughs> to it and then <laughs> the next box would be full of tat and then everyone would be really disappointed mm-hmm. um, and we, pub- we, we definitely didn't want to do that so we were really um, conscious about getting people's feedback and, and listening to what people said, because you know, ultimately we want to be proud of the stuff we're putting out, as as well as people being happy with what they're getting. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely. It was always something that we were very yeah closely tuned to. But um, I mean, even even more casually before. 
um, pre-orders open for Box Zero, we were kind of, you know, asking questions on social media and, and the like, trying to establish yeah. um, what people wanted. But so the pre-orders opened at uh, 9 p.m. on on Halloween, four, four days on the 31st of October, and we knew. <laughs> you know, from our social media following that, you know, people were interested in Coast to Cray. And, you know, people, you know, said and indicated that, oh, you know, yeah, that sounds really cool. I go for it. But of course, you know, I think it's easy to, to say these things, particularly on, on social media, to actually, you know, dig out your credit card and, and, uh, and you know, commit to something like that. You know, it's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a big step, you know, £25, which is what we we're asking for it. You know, it's not an insignificant amount of amount of money to anyone, you know, hopefully it's, hopefully it's not too expensive and people can afford it. But, um, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not a purchase between people take lightly. So we, we open pre-orders, you know, crossing our fingers. <laughs> we didn't know what sort of response it was, it was going to get. Oh, but we were quite pleasantly surprised quite, quite quickly, weren't we? Well, yeah, that's the thing. We didn't know what to expect. I mean, we knew people were interested because, you know, we were getting good um, feedback and um, good results on the social media side. And, you know, people were like, oh, when's it coming out? What's it? What's going to be in it? And all this kind of stuff. And at that point, we'd, we'd, we'd um, discussed about the sort of stuff we wanted in the box, but we hadn't really, until we knew, like, how many people were interested, it wasn't worth us kind of going out there and buying stuff or designing stuff or ordering stuff yet. Mm. So we kind of had to gauge the response from the pre-orders. So well, that was the thankfully challenge. it was great. It's, it was such a kind of a chicken and egg situation because, you know, we were talking, yeah. um, you know, we were talking to parks and, and you know, and looking at ordering um, merch yeah. ourselves, etc. But of course we couldn't, hit the button or, or you know say to anyone yeah let's let's go for that until we had the uh you know the, the pre-orders confirmed and, and the like so you know we didn't have you know all the all the cash to hand to just buy it all ourselves and hope it would sell as well that'd be a very risky business move for starting up so it was it was mm. a weird chicken egg situation but we opened the pre-orders i think we it got it was also a oh, go on I, don't know, I was just going to say it was also kind of, we we discussed about how we wanted to fund it to begin with. Like we weren't sure whether to do pre-orders um, on our own and kind of um, charge people um, when they pre-ordered and then hope that they'd still you know want it by the time that we're ready to deliver it. <laughs> which you know it's, it's not going to be within the like the next week or so. So we were kind of um, confident that people would would pay it and then wait out for it, which is is what happened. But we did think about other ways of doing it as well we thought maybe like going on kickstarter yeah, and yeah. GoFundMe and, and all that kind of stuff just to see you know and i mean i, I don't know if we made the right decision but it, it worked so i mean as you said you know I'm, I'm definitely confident you know we limited it to 50 for tons of kind of operational reasons yeah i'm, I'm really confident because we grew in future months as well that we could have um you know, we could have sold a, a lot more than that, but I think it's important that we we did limit it. But I mean, the sales kicked off, you know, really well, really quickly. I think on the on that first evening alone, in just a matter of hours, we were well over halfway to sold out. Um, you know, in the coming days, that grew and grew. But then um, the thing that clinched it and then and, and caused like the remaining, you know, few to, to sell out was the fact we were able to um announce you know, not long after launching this um that we'd um we'd be working with europa park for the box which was really exciting so just talk about um how kind of really, that, really that came about yeah. 
I mean, the thing is with these deals, and I'm sure it's the same with loads of like, you know, when parks are trying to get IP for their, mm-hmm. you know, attractions and stuff. We're talking to these people like behind the scenes, um, and, and we we're confident that it's going to go through. But obviously, you can't say anything until you know both parties <laughs> have agreed to the terms. So we, we, you know, we, like... we knew, we knew not not massively early on, but early on enough that we could have probably you know had a maybe a few weeks that we were kind of working yep. on that deal. Um, we knew that this was this was on the in the happening in the background, but obviously we couldn't say anything. So we were kind of teasing it, and I'm sure some people kind of got what we were saying. But yeah, when when that went through, we were just we yeah we couldn't well yeah we couldn't believe it really could we. So, um, I mean, let's we can go through kind of all the the contents of of Boxer kind of briefly in in turn. So, um, yeah, it was great for Europa Park. You know, Europa Park chatted quite a bit, and they really wanted to understand, you know, what our plans were for Coaster Great. You know, how viable were we? Were we just kind of two random people going, you know, <laughs> you know, to send us loads of of merchandise, etc. And you know, we had lots of um, we had lots of discussions with them and we were, you know, actively out there, um, you know, on the internet looking for kind of the sort of merchandise um, we wanted to include. So Europe Park were very keen and, you know, they're obviously really pioneering kind of all sorts of VR experiences. <laughs> some people like the VR, they do. Some people not so much. Um, but one of the products that they're, they're, they quite, um, you know, pushing themselves and wanted featured in Coastal was the Coastality Cardboard VR headset, um, which we thought would be a really cool proposition because, um, you know, with the Coastality app and even just, you know, on YouTube as well, you can um, you can ride um, coasters and do lots of uh, VR experiences and you know works with any phone so we're quite keen to include that but um I, re- I remember we spotted when looking at uh, different merch um online this is kind of more widely not just Europa Park but uh, across the Woden block and I know when I saw it it's like oh I, I know that's going to go down really really well um with our audience I don't think either of us knew just how well it would go down um with everyone but um we you know we spoke to a park and I, um oh you know can you can you um you know would you be able to include the the Woden block and they they very kindly um did that so that was that was really cool yeah definitely we were really pleased to get that because that was kind of that was the main item that we really wanted to to, to get in the box but obviously um it was it was definitely a tough. It, it, it's quite a heavy item and it's quite bulky. Um, and once we realised how big it was and how heavy it was, we then actually had to rethink um, all yes. our packaging and make sure that everything <laughs> would fit in the box. So we didn't really take that into account. But um, no, luckily, we in the end, it, we managed to sort that out. It, it was great, and you know, hats off to Europart. They, you know, they they mm, really help, helped us out, and you know, are kind of great advocates for um, for Coaster Crate. So you know, we we struck a deal with them. You know, they um, they included a Woden block at our request. Um, you know, they were obviously keen um, that everyone experiences the Coastality headset, and of course, the other items they included as well: the Euromouse plush. The bagged um, mm-hmm. um, Euromouse um, or and friends figures, the Happy Valley badges, 
uh, happy family as well. Happy, that's a happy family. Um, happy family <laughs> badges. So um, yeah, lots of cool Euro Park stuff there, um, which was really great to bring on. And I must say, in the background, we were contacting quite a few different parks as well. Some parks, um, quite a few parks, asked. You know, were really interested about Coast Green, asking lots of questions of us, um, just trying to understand it. You know, some were unfortunately kind of a just a bit too slow in in replying and working with us, and we couldn't include them. But we did get um, responses and support from uh, Movie Park Germany and Lightwater Valley as well, didn't we? Yeah, um, a lot of parks did say, you know, we're, we're it's a great idea but it's just not for us and that's fair enough because it's not you know so for some parks it's just not viable to to kind of do something like this mm-hmm. um and, and other parks are, are just too big for it to actually you know i'm sure because we had 50 boxes for some parks that's you know a, a, a small amount so they're probably not as interested in it mm-hmm. but yeah movie park germany were really really cool um and actually we're still kind of talking to them now i don't know what what we're going to do um going forward with them in the future but you know they're very much still um chatting to us about stuff um and they were really kind um and they gave us some spongebob square pants pencils um <laughs> a lot of spongebob square pants pencils i'm still including them in certain coast to create shipments to this day so if you if you want to choose well, a spongebob pencil then um you get get ordering on coast to create and you may just uh, get one slipped in your package who knows that's not in any window, by the way. That's oh, dear. That could have been in Sean's game last week, didn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Uh, and they also gave us uh, some English park maps uh, from 2016 and a teaser leaflet uh, for the 2017 Star Trek ride. Absolutely. And the thing is with this launch, the thing, well, yeah, after which, <laughs> the thing is with um, the Star Trek thing is actually they were really keen for us to actually get, um, well, we were as well, keen to get an actual bit of merch for star trek in box zero mm, yes I'm but because sure. we were slightly too ahead of their uh schedules um and when they'd be getting the merch it just didn't really um work that's true there were a few instances so, where parks where parks and, and not just parks kind of other organizations as well were kind of very much like oh we think this would be great would you like to include this and you know we had to it'll be easy just to go oh yeah that's great but yeah for timing reasons like that for cost reasons as well you know we had to make sure we were delivering great value back to our customers etc yeah. it was it was having to balance all of this so yeah i mean there were lots of possibilities for what, for what else could be included in coast to create but it, it was there were so many different things to add up you know when can you deliver it by etc um yeah really really tricky uh, uh, lot to juggle there but between... yeah that's the thing you don't think about it's just working with so many different suppliers yes um, that was definitely the and, challenge and all these contacts that, and just trying to marry it all together so mm. that everything arrived on time um and i mean you know we produced our own stuff um which we had to make sure that we got uh, delivered on time as well so it was a joint effort between us and Europark and our suppliers move by germany like valley you know so from day one, you know, Coast to Create's all been about, um, you know, kind of a, a wide variety of theme park merchandise. And whilst for our subscription box, you know, that included a mixture of, you know, actual official merchandise from the parks and, in, you know, merchandise that we made that was inspired by rides and attractions. Um, mm. So... So, so obviously, you know, whilst we were going out and reaching to the parks, we always had in mind, you know, what a full 
box would look like and you know the number of items and the makeup of those items and the value of those items and of course we were trying to slot the park merch into place so you know as we were contacting different people and you know receiving different offers etc and then trying to balance out you know okay well this leaves this much money left to you know make our own merchandise etc um and so you know because because Europa included so so much and you know they had a, a very generous package there um <laughs> There was only there was only room left after all of after all of those inclusions those theme parks we just talked about for a T-shirt, which of course is was the hallmark of our Coast to Create subscription, and you know it was, there was going to be a T-shirt every month, and, uh, and Matt designed uh, all of them. So talk talk to us about the the T-shirt you included in the box zero. Yeah, so we included um, a uh, what, what do we call it Elements T-shirt, yeah. I think. That's right. Um, and it's it was I think it still is one of the most requested items that um, oh yeah we still that, get requested know, people want us to to redo yeah definitely. literally yeah we still get you know have you got any of the elements t-shirts left and we we literally don't we only printed fifty t-shirts mm. um I, I I don't even have one for myself so no, I, that, I, did, this, did you get one time this is the thing that, you know this merchandise is so limited edition we are, you know yeah. other than the stock we have in and you know what for the for the new prints that we made this summer you know we, we're both massive fans of it so we do have our own our own prints but in terms of the t-shirts and all you know everything we've mm. done you know the thousands of pounds of of merchandise that you know coast quote bought and shipped and and you know the the rooms and boxes full of stuff we had. Um, no, <laughs> we don't have. No, you don't have one either. Don't have the, I would love an Elements T-shirt, particularly like heading out to Florida and stuff. Um, that'd be really exciting. Mm. But um, we don't have it. And hey, it's a limited edition. And it, when it's gone, it's gone. So that's that's it. There's no going to be no more Elements T-shirts made. If you've got an Elements T-shirt, then you know um, do do look onto it. eBay. Uh, <laughs> are we going to have to basically buy back our merch at inflated prices just to build up a, an archive <laughs> yeah. or a museum or something like that um, it was a really cool design yeah, and it was it was really well received um, which will kind of come on to everyone's reaction a bit more in in a little while so um, yeah no, really really great um, really great design that you can check out um, the designing elements t-shirt uh, and quite a few of the box zero products uh, on our website we have the, we have the old items still you can't buy them but you can you can view them if you go to coastcrate.co.uk and on the shop tab if you go down to previous products then you can have a look it's basically kind of a little archive there um i didn't even know you could do that yeah there you go that's what i spend all my hours doing just building up so um the woden blocks on there as well hashtag seo traffic so um yeah uh, <laughs> clip it. Clip it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so we've we got the orders, we got all the merch together, eventually. So everything in concept was working. We, you know, we we um, you know we charged everyone for the box. We got all the money in for that. We you know paid all of the suppliers um, for the box, and then it was the bit that. Um, I don't know, because like you know, all the subscription boxes came in stages every month. So, um, you know, for, for for ten days, we'd be you know um, reading reviews of what people were saying and, and doing marketing and building up sales. The next ten days, we were um, this is simplifying it as well. It just it all went on forever. We were um, you know um, you know sorting out the product and ordering stuff and designing it and sending it off. And then the other ten days, we were like getting stuff delivered and then. It and then shipping it out, etc. That was a very simplified view, but um, 
so it was so the next stage was kind of yeah the logistics side of it and so obviously we were new when we were starting out and and matt, matt very kindly <laughs> lent his living room to being um <laughs> the place where we um all the box hero stuff came in now i don't know if you've ever ordered 50 t-shirts at once or 50 blocks of wood at once you might not necessarily think you know these items individually they're not massive are they you wouldn't think it takes too much space you know it's all packaged together etc it took up a lot of space didn't it (laughs) it took up a lot of space and it it wasn't just the products you know we we had uh 50 uh leaflets 50 magazines um, boxes we have more as well. than 50 boxes. Yeah. You, you think that Everything the boxes flat at once. You think the boxes flat would be, oh, you know, that's not, you know, the, the flat, they're not big no. at all. But corrugated card boxes are still quite thick and flat and really heavy and hard to carry as well. Really heavy, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we very kindly, I remember when I, um, so all the items came and it was time and this is getting too early to mid-december now as well this is how long kind of all the stages take um it was time to ship it out and you know we were there on over a number of um evenings packing um all of the boxes um it was insane and and you know you think oh you know you're just kind of you know chucking a few bits into each box but um you know, we had to assemble the boxes, to sticker the boxes. You know, we had to figure out on what order we put stuff in, how much of the little blue shredded wrapping we had for box zero to go in the <laughs> in the boxes. We had like the the tissue paper on top to keep the contents a, a secret. Um, yeah, you know, it, it it and you know, we definitely did to an extent. We managed to turn out in the end, but it took it took longer and it was it was more complicated than we realised about you know all these little elements that you kind of just take for granted when you order something you know all take time they all take you know planning and resourcing you know we had to design the stickers and get the stickers ordered you know and spend hours online searching for where would you know would print those stickers at a reasonable price etc all these little um things so it, it took us a number of evenings didn't it to um assemble these all yeah it's important that we kind of went through that i think though because Definitely. We could have um, easily just either, well, we probably couldn't have outsourced it somewhere because we wouldn't be able to afford it, but we could have, you know, um, jumped ahead of where we were and moved it all to a warehouse, which is what we ended up doing in, in the future. Mm-hmm, yeah. But I think it was important that we did kind of started it, you know, on a, on a really low level doing everything ourselves, you know, literally like waiting for the couriers to come, well, sending it out ourselves. That's the thing we couldn't, you know, at this point, um, you know, we couldn't afford many overheads, really. Um, no. You know, we were just starting out, so you know, to you know, to commit to any kind of sort of, you know, space to store stuff and assemble. You know, we just because we weren't sure, you know, if it was going to be well received and how long it would continue, etc. So we were quite limited in, in you know, all that overhead uh, expenditure, really. So um, yeah, it was it was <laughs> a good experience to go through. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was interesting. <laughs> and that, that, I think that's the point. We were both really glad that, you know, because after we sold out so quickly, we were like, oh, you know, should we maybe have sold a few more? You know, we could have, you know, sold a few more there. Mm. Um, 
but I think we're both quite glad upon packing it that it was just 50 really and we couldn't have really done that many yeah we would not have been able to do any more than 50 I mean 50 doesn't sound like that much but actually when you think about 50 Woden blocks 50 Euromass plush 50 t-shirts 50 you know everything is 50 and some was more than 50 all different sizes for the t-shirts as well you know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, right was, that was a nightmare in its own, just making sure that we had the right amount of, of sizing for each T-shirt. Because mm. obviously we can't just say, you know, we want 10 of each size or, you know, whatever it would be, because that's not, you know, not everyone is going to be equally spread across sizes. So we had to wait for all the orders to come in before we could actually order the T-shirts. Exactly. Um and then we yeah we managed to um, ship them all out. You know we learned to, we've learned a lot over the months we did go to create about different couriers as well, and that was kind of an ongoing process. Um, and the issue was is that we were getting admittedly quite close to Christmas at this point. This this was the I think you know the the only thing you need to you know really kind of make any situation you know uh, you know a bit tense at times. You know definitely quite stressful at times, and you know a bit of a pressure cooker is just you know a, t- a ticking kind of time bomb a ticking deadline and for us um you know we we you know we always stated it was our intention and our goal to get everything um out pre-christmas we didn't want you know too much in terms of cast iron guarantees but you know it, despite even if we you know we hadn't promised you know kind of you know money back guarantees something about pre-christmas delivery we 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 knew that you know everybody you know wanted and expected this before Christmas, and it was going to be the the last thing you know for us to you know just just delay it for what for whatever reason or or you know let stuff slip and 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 for it not to happen. Yeah, it was a it was a really tough call, wasn't it? Really, I mean, so so we it was obviously the balance as well between you know trying to find a, a reasonable value courier that we could use and wouldn't, you know, cause us too much problems, which is obviously the case with a lot of couriers. We had um, so many... Dis- and getting a, a reliable service. We had so many discussions about um, couriers and, you know, it's, it's mm. you know, it's, it's right when you're seeing these services and pricing got all up, you know, to go, oh, you know, they're, you know, let's just, let's go for them. But, um, and, you know, we still have similar conversations to this day about different coast of crate stuff about, you know, let's, Let's try stuff out and see. Um, and so um, we were shipping them out on the week commencing the 12th of December. Um, the last boxes were dispatched on Friday the 16th of December. And the last postal day before Christmas was like the 23rd, 24th of December, a week yeah, later. It's ridiculously but, tight, wasn't it? But, you know, we had to, um, you know, these were sent, you know, via... Um, two to like three working day delivery obviously to, so we um so we don't have to charge it you know any extra and so we were just you know we, we sent the boxes off um it was obviously pre-christmas we were just keeping all of our fingers crossed that they came before christmas we could track all of the, another reason why we went for hermes originally is that we could track all the deliveries as well which is you know i think a great kind of deal of reassurance for us it was great actually when they were first being delivered just to see you know one by one each of them recording is delivered um 
And yeah, so he was so nervous for us. Just you know, will they get delivered in time? Thankfully, um, all of them were were uh, delivered, or at least attempted delivery. I think a few people weren't in or whatever when the courier came before Christmas, and so um, they got them a couple of on. But everyone's you know was was at their door at some point before Christmas. Um, and then we got the joy and the, the best bit, and the bit that made it all worth it really of seeing everyone's reaction so we had uh, a few people do youtube unboxing videos that was really exciting including sean including sean so yeah we um you know we got in touch with a few people as as well um so yeah theme park worldwide they featured um box zero in their their last episode of theme park worldwide the show before um christmas um popular youtube um uh, youtuber of uh, mike jevons also featured Ours. Now his his wasn't you know so much a roller coaster channel. So when all of his um, when all of his subscribers saw a video entitled Coaster Crate, they kind of got the wrong end <laughs> of the stick, didn't they? Yeah, they did a little bit. So, so Mike himself loves theme parks, and he, you know he understood it all and, and loved the products. But his subscribers, they... the top comment on that video is, "I thought it was going to be a box full of coasters, as in like drinks coasters." <laughs> <laughs> So that that's still something we've yet to produce. Really, we we did joke in like subsequent months. Should we like send Mike a drinks coast or whatever with a design on? But um, we never got around to it. Um, so we had you know lots and, and lots of other people as well. So thanks to everyone who did YouTube unboxing. They were really great to watch, and thanks for sharing it with. Mm, yeah, it was. And then lots of people just on social yeah. media as well, tweeting photos, etc., or just you know kind wishes about it. It was it was so well received, and we did a proper survey afterwards too to gauge the result and kind of unsurprisingly everyone's favorite item was the woden block it turned out yeah surprise surprise who knew and you know um for months after when we had um, you know a couple of spares in stock we um you know we got um, everyone just contacting you know how can i get a woden block you know is there any way to get a woden block um <laughs> And, and so there's no more Werner blocks, unfortunately, and we won't be doing Werner blocks again because obviously we've done that before. But um, yeah, no, that's, that went down really well. I think the T-shirt went down really well as well. People enjoyed coastality, so it was it was good to have a mix of items there, wasn't it? And understand, you know, what people really loved, what people liked, etc. Yeah, definitely. Um, like just the whole process going along from start to finish, and even now, really, it's all about the feedback and you know what what people think and. We were really willing to um, to listen to people and act on on, on on feedback, which we did every time we um, we we sent a new box out. Oh yes, over and the, hopefully over people the, appreciate that. Over the subsequent months, it, it kind of evolved so much and and so quickly, whilst remaining true to you know what it was, uh, you know, a theme park subscription box. You know, we were, you know, from just behind the scenes things, you know, the ways we worked, or you know, the the logistics, the couriers, or you know, how we. Um, how we you know fulfill them etc and obviously to the products as well and to you know the merchandise we included yeah it was it was always kind of a constant just um yeah tweaking due to feedback but um i look back at it now you know almost a year later that whole process and yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun definitely a bit stressful at times there were there were times where we were like you know, it all came together in the end, and that's brilliantly. But obviously, at the time, you don't know that. And you know, you've 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 probably seen it. You know, in any sort of you know documentary program where you know people are you know running a business or or whatever. You know, The Apprentice is probably a really good example of that. Where you you know you've got an idea, 
you're going out there, you're doing the steps towards it, but you just don't know. You know, everything's got to come together and, and land, and you've got the execution just has to work in the end, and you don't know that for sure. So, so it was, it was, uh, it's tense, you know, worrying about whether that's going to happen or not, isn't it? The nature of a subscription box as well is that obviously the contents are supposed to be a mystery every month. So as much as we wanted to tell people what was in it because <laughs> we, we knew people would get excited about the stuff that was in it, hopefully, we didn't want to give away too much because then it's, it just defeats the point of, of a subscription box, really, doesn't it? I always find it a bit weird, actually, that, yeah, we had so much amazing stuff that we couldn't share with people and then we'd have... You know, uh, bits of time when we're doing marketing for it, obviously trying to, to get more subscribers and, and, you know, obviously reacting to everyone else as well. And then, like, there'd be lots of time that we'd be just kind of, you know, in our little hole ourselves, you know, just uh, frantically, you know, let's plan the products, let's get stuff ordered, et cetera. So it was, yeah, it's an interesting way of working, actually, that, that monthly cycle. Unfortunately, it wasn't something um, we could stay in forever. It, t- it turns out, actually, designing a load of products yourself, finding and then ordering and, and sorting out lots of products and then shipping it all whilst you know keeping all the customers happy all the time is is a lot of uh, a lot of work it turns out but um yeah really really good fun wasn't it yeah it was great yeah really good and now we get to do things at a bit more of a relaxed pace as well so yeah if, if there's if there's no more comments on uh, on box zero we'll look to the future of our merch now So yes, it's our anniversary month and you know we've promised that you know we're continually now in our new guise of of uh, being a limited edition shop of theme park merchandise to you know coaster uh, shop coaster shop if anyone recall that <laughs> we you see our brands to establish now Matt no, I know. Oh, well, that, that, that logo's made. And I'll tell you what, we've put that logo to good use, haven't we? We've got some to celebrate our first anniversary. Um, and because we, we put on a, a logo badge on the shop over the summer, you know, it's just a, a little item, just a pound, you know, if you, if you, if you want it, want to like it, want to support us, great, buy it. If not, that's fine. Um, that, sold, that sold really, really well, didn't it? Yeah, we had some good good um, sales on that. Yeah, um, people I think it's really enjoyed it. People were ordering it by itself yeah, as well. I think it's just cool because it's like a pocket money item, and it's like, oh, I'll get a t-shirt, and oh, that badge is quite nice. I'll have that for a quid. Exactly. So, um, on top of the success of that, and to celebrate our anniversary month, we've got some limited edition. It's only going to be on for one month only. That's that's it. You've got to buy it in September. Um, we've got some logo anniversary merch. So um, we've got a mug. The return of the mug. We do have the mug. This is our first mug. The return, in, yeah. in six months. Our last one was... Oh, actually, no. In over six months, our last one was February. The, the Space Polyhedron mug still on sale. Yeah, it is a great mug, that, actually. I do still really like that mug. I think it's one of the best, um, best products we put out, actually. Mm. Definitely. So if you really want... Like it. So, I mean, there's not too much you can say about um, our kind of logo. A mug with a logo on it. <laughs> it's a mug with a Coast Great logo on it. It's got a little design. Just, to, you know, have a look at it. It's available to buy now on our website, coastcrate.co.uk. And also, here we go. If you'd like mugs, you'll love T-shirts. We have, a, we have an anniversary T-shirt as well. Yeah, we've got a nice little Coast Crate uh, T-shirt. 
in a, a fetching, uh, uh, what, what do we call it? Coaster Crate Blue, I think is what we call it. It's yeah, not navy, it's Coaster Crate Blue. Is that what our like little brand guidelines document that we paid a marketing agency hundreds of thousands of pounds, is that what they, they called it? Yeah, that's, that is what, what they called it. Along with like okay, 20... what I what I designed it. <laughs> Along with 20 pages of specifications about the colours you can use it with and the, and the spacing it has, yeah. to, it has Fonts, to have. Colours, yeah. <laughs> Good. Maybe we could it's important sell... stuff, Tom. It's important stuff if you're a designer. You should uh, make that and we can sell it like a Christmas hard hardcover book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anyone's, anyone is at all interested in that. If you're interested, use hashtag Coaster Crates brand guidelines book. For Christmas. If that, I'm gonna have to check that. If that gets any tweets, then we're doing it. We'll get ten thousand printed. They'll sell well. Um, so, Coaster Crate logo, uh, more Coaster Crate uh, logo T-shirts, limited edition, September only to celebrate our one-year anniversary. Available to buy now at CoasterCrate.co.uk. Don't forget, if you've bought um, a Coaster Crate subscription box in the past. You um, will get 10% off everything in the shop. Uh, for more details, check out the Coaster Crate Club, and you just um, you just enter your email address. You'll get the, the password sent to you, and then you can log on and enjoy all the discounts and goodies. Um, but I'll tell you what, Matt. So we're recording this on the evening um, of Tuesday, 29th of August, and just a few hours before we recorded this, we put out um, some social media posts with some new designs hot off the press that you've been working on. Um, and it's safe to say they've gone down amazingly well, haven't they? Uh, yeah, again, I mean, we haven't released anything since the Nemesis Inferno print, and that went down fairly well, but this has just absolutely gone crazy. So We're, people... what, three hours in, and we've already got uh, oh, yeah, go 19 to 21, 21, uh, 21 votes on just Facebook That's alone. That's Facebook. Um, I'm just checking Twitter. Just Facebook, more. yeah. Instagram, all on there. It's about, you know, 10, I think, on there. Yeah. And that, this is just after So you're only yeah. three hours in. So. Yeah, so it's going really, really well. So let's talk about a bit about these designs. So they're both. Um, so do check out our social media if you haven't already. See these designs. So we've got a red T-shirt and a blue T-shirt. That's very simplistic. They both have secret weapon written on them. So just talk about the inspiration and talk about kind of the, the little details in, in these designs. So, so And actually, just to add the context to it, we posted them on our social media for a vote. Only one of these will be released as a T-shirt. Um and so go on to our, our Twitter, our Facebook, our Instagram, if you haven't already. Um, and the instructions are there of, of how you vote uh, for your favourite. You can vote on each social network if you want. Um, and the vote closes on Monday the 4th of September. And then the winning T-shirt design, um, we will announce the winning T-shirt design. And you'll be able to pre-order it. Um, we will be doing that live from Halloween Horror Nights in Orlando. On I can't Friday. wait to see how that goes down. How amazing, as long as our internet works, um, on Friday yeah. on Friday the 15th of September. So you'll be able to pre-order it then. We'll announce the winners and you'll be able to see Halloween Horror Nights. It's all live. It's going to be amazing. Um, and how, how, how are we going to release it? Are you going to be wearing one and I'll kind of... I, 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 think, I think that's I think that's the plan. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we'll yeah. We'll, we'll do all the exact things. I, I'm I'm hoping maybe um, who's who's gonna be like one of the icons this year at Horror Nights? He isn't an icon this year, unfortunately. Maybe maybe Bill and Ted in their in their show can come out wearing the t-shirt. 
<laughs> I'll yeah. go on the phone to Universal now. I'm sure they, they don't mind um, us hijacking their brand for this. Um, but yeah, talk to I'm me sure about they'll it. love it. So that's how you vote for these designs. That's kind of what, 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 what we've done. But tell us about these designs. So they both have the word secret weapon written on them. Yeah, they're both quite different, I suppose. Mm. Um, the blue one, which we're talking about, um, is a, a lot more simplistic. Um, it's got a, a sort of a missile on there, I guess you'd call it, yep. which would obviously be the weapon. Um, and it's got a secret weapon uh, written on the on the front of it, uh, three letters across. So it kind of it's got um, a nice typographic effect on there, I suppose you'd say. I, I would confirm uh, then, that. I'll confirm that. Excellent, great, because this is a non-visual format, so we will have to explain these <laughs> this details. This is the worst way to introduce T-shirts. <laughs> yeah, it probably is, isn't it? Uh, and then there's the other one, which is the red one, which is at the moment absolutely caning it in the polls. It looks like this is going to be the one. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, you, you don't know, you know that, Matt. If, if you want the blue one, to get voting for the blue yeah. one. You can easily swing it around, guys, so do get voting. Your vote does yeah, count. True, it's important. It's going to be tough, though. It's definitely looking red at the moment. I mean, just talk to us about the red design. So, I, actually, this probably has a, a bit more to look at, particularly if you zoom in on the on the post and, and go a bit more in detail, actually. Yeah, it's a bit more intricate, I suppose, um, and a little bit more, as you say, a bit more detailing went into it. So, it spells out the secret weapon program. Um, and in each of the uh, secret weapons, that are, well, only the ones that got built, obviously, um, <laughs> We've got the year that it was built uh, on each letter. So for Smiler, we've got 2013 written in the S, and 13, we've got 2010 written in the T, and so on and so forth. Um, Hang on, what's we've, that we've, we've w, yeah. a massive gamble in the W, <laughs> um, and that we really do hope that the ride will be called uh, Wicker Man, because we've boldly put uh, 2017 on, uh, sorry, 2018 on the W. Yeah, I'm just checking now. Thankfully, it's not a typo. It doesn't. It just say two thousand eighteen. And if not, it, uh, W still yeah, stands for wood, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly, Woody. Whatever. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, they both look amazing. It's a shame that only one of them will be made into a t-shirt. Um, so yes, do check it out on our social media now. Get voting, and um, you know, get get your credit card at the ready on Friday the fifteenth, and uh, get ordering. In fairness, though, we do um, dispatch stuff. In the order, the the, uh, the orders come in, except for silver and gold club members. You get to skip the queue and get your ten percent off everything, etc. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's like gonna be it's just speedy boarding. <laughs> exactly. Um, so that, that looks really really cool. I mean, hopefully we'll have enough to to go around. If if you know everybody who's voted wants one, we, we might we might be uh, you know in, in trouble really. So get voting. Um, a great way to stay up to date as well with you know all of these announcements etc. Is to join the club. Um, just enter your email address at Coast Credit Kelly Clay um, slash Club, and then you'll get all the emails and updates, and you can start earning rewards etc. So that's really cool. So. New club, uh, so new, sorry, new anniversary merch, and vote for your favourite secret weapon T-shirt that will be coming out very soon. Yeah, more merch to come as well. Even more to come. I hear that. I hear that Halloween's happening in October. Am I right in thinking that, man? Mm. Yeah, yeah, Halloween does happen in October. That is true. Are, are you feeling particularly kind of like horrific or evil <laughs> in, in in terms of your designing, <laughs> not in terms of your kind of attitude to people? <laughs> well, both. Do you, you know. just want to kill people, Matt? Is that what you're saying? 
Uh, yes, that's true. That's what it's going to say on the T-shirt. I just want to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> God, I imagine if we could say that. I mean, the thing is, we could if we sold that, we could kindly pass on everyone's details to the police, couldn't we? We could do that, yeah. It sounds like an episode of Black Mirror waiting to happen. Of course, so in line with our privacy policy, though, we you know won't share obviously confidential information, unless obviously we are we are at the end of a warrant from the police, which we legally have to comply with, as all companies do. But um, no, we don't don't send off details to third parties by default. And on that note, <laughs> <laughs> a very exciting note. <laughs> on that exciting note, do check out the website. Lots of great merch as well. Some you know um, stuff on clearance as well. Um, yeah. Just um, coastalcrate.co.uk slash um, shop. So, Matt, I think it's safe to say that at least myself and, and Jordan, who joined us last week, really enjoyed the, the little game we played. I think quite a few of the listeners did too. I think it was a, it was a good, fun game. I'm not going to promise... Yeah, we had some good feedback on the game, didn't we? I'm not going to promise the same level of hilarity this week, unfortunately, but I've got I've prepared a little game for you nonetheless. I hope you're ready to play. Okay. I'll yeah, I'm ready to play. Yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. And the best bit is the listeners will be able to play as well because the final question is actually going to be this week's competition question as well. Ah, I see ah, what you did there. Segway. Yeah. Hashtag just, just combining stuff together because I can't be asked to think of all the separate things. Um... So, yes, yeah, so um, obviously play along for fun at home and keep your eye out for the, the final question as well. So I'm going to do a series of true or false questions. Really simple. There's different I feel like we need some dramatic music. Well, hello, welcome to True or False. Uh, today's contestant is Matt. Matt, you. Matt, <laughs> I you love the way you London, said that as if England? it would have just come after the actual jingle. <laughs> Matt, you live in London, England. Um, tell yes, us a, London, England. Tell, that us is a, where I'm from. tell us a fascinating, funny fact about yourself today, Matt. Hi, my name's Matt. I'm a graphic designer from London, England. Woo! Okay, Matt, you know how this game works. Um, it's, it's true or false, well, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. I've got different facts about the popular UK theme park, Alton Towers. Um, and so after Where's that? Apparently it's in Staffordshire. I don't know. I'm just a presenter. I've never been to any of these places. Oh. Um, apparently no, it's in yeah. Staffordshire, England. Um, apparently it's quite popular, I don't know. Um, and so I'm going to say a number of facts about Alton Towers. And you just have to tell me whether the fact is true or whether it is false. Simple as that. I'll lay you uh, on it sounds it. like a, a fairly simple concept. I'll lay you on it. It's probably not as easy as it seems, though, because I think they're all going to sound oh. quite plausible. Where they are false, it, it's not because it's completely out of the ballpark. But don't give me any clues. Don't okay. give me any clues. Oh, okay. It's, it's going to be tricky. I'm going to help to trick you out on these. Are you ready for the first question? I am ready for the first question. Question one. A previous tagline or slogan of Alton Towers was where wonders never cease. Is that true or is it false? I think that's true. Are you going to lock in the answer? Yes, I'd like to lock in uh, true, please, Tom. So that's that's locked in now, Matt. You can't do it. How confident are you of the answer? You'd be scared you're going to get this wrong? 
I mean, I must say at this point, obviously a, a previous tagline of Alton Towers was where the magic never ends. How does that make you feel? Do you think this is going to be true as well then? Uh, yeah, I think so. They, they, it feels like they've had like five of the same tagline, just in, spelt in different ways. Oh, okay, okay. Well, let's uh, turn over to the computer and find out. Computer, is it true or is it false? True, no, you got it right. It's, it's, it's true. Got oh, it. great. Yeah. What do I win? Ding. You got one point. The next question. Do I get to trade in points for prizes at the end? Or, um, or is it? What's the prize? Well, you have to, we have to wait and see. Must I? Okay, alright. Okay, here we go. Question number two. The ride most recently known as Twirling Toadstool, also formerly known as Ugswinger, was moved to make way for Oblivion in the 1997 season. Is that true? Or is it false? It's false, surely. What, may, what makes you think that, Matt? Just talk, talk for your thinking to the audience. Well, Ugswinger was in Ugland, where Corkscrew was. Which is known in uh, Oblivion. Ah, but ah, but it was it was known as Twirling Toast. It was known as Oxwinger. It was it was in the park before Oxwinger. Oh, oh, it wasn't. It was there before Oxwinger. Well, Alton Towers flat flat rides are kind of promiscuous. You know, they they move around. No, I still say it's false. Still say it's false. Matt, are you going to lock in the answer? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm locking that in. Yeah. Okay, let's lock that in. That's correct, it was false. Uh, see, I told you so, and you tried to second-guess me, didn't you? Well, I had to add a bit of context. Twining Toaster wasn't moved to make way for Oblivion, but uh, the ride, now known as Blade, and formerly just called a pirate ship, was. It was It was in uh, what was then called Fantasyland, and uh, was moved um, oh. up to Forbidden Valley at the site of the old Thunderlooper to yeah, make way for Oblivion. Okay, okay. question number three. The Congo River Rapids, known at the time as Grand Canyon Rapids, was opened in 1988 by Jimmy Savile. Is that true? No. Or is it false? No way. It was the oh, 80s, Matt. It was the 80s. Oh, it, the problem is this could be true. But that is the crux of the game, true or false. Mm. It could be true or it could mm. be false. Yeah, it's kind of the nature of the game, isn't it? It yeah. is. It is. You've hit on what makes this format so mm. award-winning in more than 150 countries. <laughs> what, the coaster crate format? Surely not. No, no, no just, just my new game show, true or false. <laughs> um, oh. I don't, honestly, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm... Uh, Feeling, seeing both sides of it, I can imagine him doing it, and he, like you said, it was in in the eighties. But at the same time, why would he? Why would he be doing it? But then I suppose it didn't. You know, they just hire any random celebrity to open these things, don't they? Like a, open in a safe way or something. I can tell you to add a bit of context that William Shatner of Star Trek fame opened the monorail at Holton Towers. Oh God, mm. that makes it even more believable, then, doesn't it? Okay, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, false. You're going false. You're going to lock in. It seems. It seems like, yeah, it, it seems. It seems unbelievable. But then that, maybe that's just because I know we know what he's did now. Do you know what I mean? And that's the thing. Those. Um, yep. Mm. Those are clearly the public we, opinion we was different in the 1980s. Yeah. <laughs> it really was. No, I still think false. Are you locking that in? Yeah, I'll lock it. 
You're correct, it was false. The Grand Canyon Rapids was opened in 1988 by fellow Radio 1 DJ Noel Edmonds. Oh god, not far off then. Yep. I must state for the record now that of course there has been no allegations (laughs) uh, of the area against Noel Edmonds. It's only mentioned here as because they're both Radio 1 DJs. And he was actually the correct answer to the question. Um, okay. well, and it wouldn't surprise anyone if it turned out that Noel Edmonds was a pedophile. Those are your personal comments, Matthew, and not the <laughs> comments of me or the Coast of Great boxed up partnership. Okay, question four. Um, so, question number four. Splash Landings was the uh, originally going to be the name for the water park at Alton Towers and not the hotel. Is that true? True, true, yeah. I remember reading about this, true. You say really confident, so if you, if you were so yeah. confident, would you would you know what the hotel was originally going to be called then, if you if you think this is true? Kariba Creek, right? So you think the hotel was originally going to be called Kariba Creek? Yeah. And so do you want to lock it? So what answer are you going for, or do you want to lock it in? Well, is it true or false? Are you asking what are you asking for? The answer or true or false? True, true, true or false is the answer in this game. I'm just adding additional questions just to <laughs> yeah. m- muddy your mind. But ultimately, okay, you're, yeah, you're uh, playing true or false. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what, wait. Hold on. What was the question? Splash Landings was the original name for the water park at Alton Towers, and wasn't actually going to originally be the name of the hotel. True. Are you going lo- to lock that in? Yes. That is correct. Splash Landings was going to be, that was originally going to be the name of the water park, which is now called Kariba Creek, or or now even just Alton Towers Water Park. The hotel was originally going to be called Calypso Springs, but was changed shortly before launch. I think maybe due to maybe some sort of IP dispute or or similar. Um, Or maybe not even that, just just fancy the change. Um, Right, okay. Um, I'll come back to the question I, I thought of before, actually, because I've, I've phrased it now. Okay, true or false? The swan boats um, were removed from Alton Towers to allow the construction of Vertigo, a zip line going from the top of the towers down to the main lawn, kind of you know near where the swan boat lake was. Is that true? Mm. Or is it false? Hmm. I don't know this one. Um, so wait, were, the swan boats were removed to make way for for this zip wire. That's right. Yes. I, I, yeah. The, mm. It was. It, it, it. You know, the the landing was. You know, by where the, the swan boat lake was, etc. So I, was I, the I, lake filled in, or was it just adjacent to it? Um. Yeah. It kind. Of, it was kind of taking up some of the space. And in fairness, you know, I, I think I think, by, I think by that point it was just an excuse to, you know, get rid of the swan boats that weren't that popular. I remember going on the swan boats during a school trip in 2003. They were iconic, though. They were literally but, the like, most yeah, iconic thing. We were thing. like, oh, you know, they, they, they were really cool. Let's go on them. It'll be fun. But then they, they, they go too slow. Like, after about a minute or two yeah. in, you're only about a third of the way around the track. And I'm like, I'm bored now. And it's like, I honestly want to go off this and go on different lines. I'm, I'm seeing people walk past me, go to all the big coasters and the flume and the stuff, and I'm just sat here. I am going to say that that is false. Are you going to say it's false? Are you going to lock in that answer? I'll lock it in. I'll lock the answer in. So this is your fifth and final question. You've got four out of five so far. You decided to gamble at all in the hope of winning the grand prize for the fifth question. An unnamed grand prize. Now you said you didn't know this one. You said you weren't too confident. 
Now, you know, I can tell you that if you look at the 2006 map of Alton oh. Towers, there's Vertigo. Mm. And it goes down from the towers, down to next to that mm. lake. Mm. But on that lake was Splash Cart Challenge. You got it correct, Matt. Well done. Oh. Vertigo, which appeared on the on the 2016 part map without any sort of forewarning, um, but was but interestingly was never actually physically constructed. Um, um, yeah. So at the start of the 2006 season, so you had like Chana Chocolate Patches, the actual new ride that year. But then on the map for the first half of the season, there was an attraction called Vertigo, which was a zip line from the top of the towers down to the the lawn. Uh, she went over the lake, the main lake, um, but it never actually was constructed. It did, uh, such a zip line did exist, but only for a few days, a couple of years earlier, as part of like a PlayStation event in the park. You could do that, and it was like sumo, suit wrestling, etc. Um, but yeah, they never actually built it. And in a map that it made later that season, um, once the driving school opened, it just disappeared, and you know, never spoke of it. The Swan Boats. Um, were removed after the 2003 season and replaced by a paper um, a paper ride attraction splash cart challenge um, on that lake, which is kind of like water go karts really. And that was removed in at the end of 2007 to make way for Battle Galleons and Mutiny Bay. How about that? That's a bit of history for us there. Exactly. Yeah, I hope you have any. We learned something. So there you go. You got all five right. Congratulations. Well, thank you very much. And what is my prize today? Oh, just you wait for it, man. Just you wait for that prize. It doesn't sound great. Um, Is it a Coaster Crates logo mug? I'll send you a PNG file of the Coaster Crates logo. I mean, I know you sent it me, but I'll, I'll send it you. Great, okay. Was it worth playing for and risking everything on that final question for? Um, yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was a bit of fun, wasn't it? Well, I'll tell I'm you just what. glad to have taken part, Tom. It's all about the taking part, you know. It doesn't matter about the prize or winning or anything like that. Well, you, um, you know, I've had a good day. Yeah. You may say that, Matt, but thankfully our listeners won't have to, as we're giving away some really amazing prizes in our proper Coast Crate competition. So let's just recap. We have the limited edition Journey to the Jungle print. We have the limited edition Space Polyhedron mug. We have the Mac Rides uh, mug. We have the Intamin lanyard. We have the Trips Drill shot glass. What prize are we adding this week? Good question. Uh, you tell me, Tom. I don't actually know. What prize are we adding? That's a, that's a really Do good... Do I know? Um... I think it's an Intamin brochure. You think... Are you going to lock that answer in, Matt? <laughs> yeah, I'll lock it in. Why not? Boom, boom. Boom, boom. You're right, Matt. We are adding an Intamin brochure this week. Um, so, yeah, so... To to our amazing prize package, and of course that is going to grow even more because um, we'll be adding a prize for every episode of the podcast for the rest of the year. How do you win? It's really simple. You go to coastercrate.co.uk/win, and you simply just answer a question. There's a question in each podcast episode. Each question you can listen to as many or as few as you like. You can enter once per episode, so just keep on going back after you listen to more. Really, really simple. Um, this episode's question is as follows, and it's another Olsen Towers theme true or false question. When submission was added to X Sector in 2001, the old ride that took its place, Energizer, was moved to Forbidden Valley. Is that true, or is it false? 
don't you mm. uh, don't you answer this one, Matt? You know it's, it's no, I won't. I won't. Too... I'll leave this one for everyone else. So yeah, was... there's only so much fun you can have with true or false, and I think I've peaked the, the fun <laughs> level of of that today. So just to recap, yeah, in the 2001 season, was the old Energizer ride from X Sector moved to Forbidden Valley? True or false? Um, so you can answer that and other questions to enter the competition and win all those prizes. One person at the end of the year will win all of that. You can enter once per episode. Um, coastercreate.co.uk slash win. Good luck. Oh, we've we've run out of time, Matt. I don't know if we have. Oh, no. I don't know. We don't really. You well, know, I think we have. I mean, it's, it's been a fairly long one, actually. It has, but we'll, you know, we've got to edit. I've got to edit bits out, etc. Such as your twenty-minute rant about uh, the toilets at um, Foot Park. <laughs> awful toilets. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad no idea we, why. Just yeah. generically awful toilets. I'm glad. I'm glad we discussed it here on the Coast Crate podcast. I'll tell you what, though, if you um, want even more, then check out our bonus content as well. Do the, do the jingle, Matt. You've got a bonus. Exactly. If you're a Coast to Crate uh, Club bronze member, basically, if you've ever bought anything from Coast to Crate, then uh, go to our website um, and you can access. Um, we do about ten additional minutes of episodes. There's almost an hour of, of content where we talked with Jordan last week about Atlantis Adventure and about the Muppets. We talked about the story of Coast Crate previously. Um, we've shared kind of anecdotes. It's really, really fun. It's quite fun and relaxed. Um, so check that out on our website, coastcrate.co.uk. You can also check out our blog and all of our other content there as well. And obviously follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Coaster Crate. And of course, make sure you subscribe to this podcast in whatever podcast player you have. And, you know, why not review it and leave it five stars as well? That would be, be really nice of them, wouldn't it, Matt? Even if you only think it's two or three or four stars, you know, just give us five stars. Exactly. That's all we ask. And also we ask for yeah. your money at our shop online. There's lots of great, as we discussed, limited edition female merch. Go to But anyway, thank you very much for listening for this episode. We'll see you soon. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.